What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Brain podcast. As always, I'll be your host, Ryan Conley. Hope everyone loved episode one and two. We always ask if you're a supporter of the podcast, please subscribe, share with friends, family, or anyone who could benefit from this. And of course, if there's any questions, concerns, suggestions, please leave a comment down below or shoot us an email. Let's roll. As I'm sure you listeners know by now, we're talking about schizophrenia. And if you decided to join the conversation late and are starting to listen to us today, we welcome you. But we'd also like to give you a quick overview of schizophrenia. Before we do that, though, I strongly encourage you to go back to our archives and listen to the first two episodes of what we have released. Lots of great information and material we tried to layer in building blocks to lead you up to this episode today. Schizophrenia is a mental illness disorder that alters a person's ability to think, feel, and behave. Schizophrenia is characterized by thoughts or experiences that seem out of touch with reality, disorganized speech or behavior, and decreased participation in daily activities. Some doctors and psychologists describe it simply as interpreting reality abnormally. The major system that is directly involved with schizophrenia is the nervous system, more specifically the brain. A lot is to be learned about mental illness, but scientists have determined that schizophrenia is associated with changes in the structure and functioning of a number of key brain systems, including prefrontal and medialia temporal lobe regions, involved in working memory and declarative memory. The relationship of schizophrenia to the systems we're learning in the unit of anatomy and physiology class have a direct correlation. During this unit, we discuss the different aspects of the nervous system. Schizophrenia largely affects the nervous system. With this mental illness, the central nervous system is the origin. Schizophrenia is associated with changes in the structure and functioning of a number of key brain systems, including prefrontal and temporal lobe regions, involved in working memory and declarative memory. The central nervous system is the system most affected by schizophrenia. Scientists who researched schizophrenia found that people who have this illness may be more likely to have abnormalities in their genes that can disrupt brain development. Assuming that, assuming that heredity played a significant role in the development of schizophrenia, Scientists are still trying to discover all the possible predispositions of this illness, but other research has proven helpful to the discovery of schizophrenia. MRI studies have shown the most consistent findings, which include reduced gray matter volumes of the temporal and prefrontal areas. These are regions in which episodic memory, processing of auditory information, short-term memory, and decision-making are critically dependent. Also, there are two hormones in the brain that can affect how patients with schizophrenia Two brain chemicals, dopamine and glutamate, carry messages to cells along brain pathways that doctors believe control thinking, perception, and motivation. In schizophrenia, dopamine is tied to hallucinations and delusions. Dopamine may become overactive in specific areas of the brain to cause this. Antipsychotic drugs can stop this. Glutamate is a chemical involved in the part of the brain that forms memories and helps us learn new things. It also tells part of the brain what to do. One study found that people who are at risk of developing schizophrenia may have too much glutamate activity in certain areas of the brain at first. As the disease progresses, those brain areas may have too little glutamate activity. As discussed in previous episodes, medication and therapeutic interventions are the best options to manage schizophrenia. Antipsychotic medications are the most commonly prescribed drugs. The antipsychotic medication that patients take will be specific to the signs and symptoms they are experiencing. I wanted to touch on a few of the therapeutic interventions that are used to manage this illness. Individual psychotherapy, cognitive behavior therapy, and cognitive enhancement therapy are popular interventions in treatments of schizophrenia. Individual therapy consists of a therapist who aims to teach a person how to deal with the thoughts and behaviors. 
the patient would learn more about their illness and its effect, and how to be aware of what is reality and what is not. This therapy helps manage everyday life. Cognitive behavior therapy, similar to individual psychotherapy, can help change a person's thinking and behavior. In these sessions, the therapist helps the patient deal with voices and hallucinations. This type of therapy can help patients decipher their triggers and when they have hallucinations, and how to reduce and stop them. Cognitive enhancement therapy teaches people how to better recognize social cues or triggers and improve their attention, memory, and ability to organize their thoughts. It combines computer-based brain training and group systems. Treatment can look different from a person to person. Most often, a combination of medication and psychotherapy is used to manage the effects of schizophrenia. So current research has slightly been hindered due to the COVID-19 outbreak, but a new study out of the University of Leeds is showing how a common, common parasite infection alters human behavior. This study could help development of treatments for schizophrenia and other neurological disorders. T. Gandhi, which currently affects 2.5 billion people worldwide and causes the disease toxoplasmosis, could be linked to lowered amounts of norepinephrine, a chemical released in the brain as part of the stress response. Norepinephrine also controls neuroinflammation, the activation of the brain's immune system against infection. Norepinephrine and neuroinflammation are associated with neuropsychological disorders such as schizophrenia, Alzheimer's disease, and ADHD. Now, this study is a long ways out, but for the meantime, advancements and hopes for the future of schizophrenia patients are primarily on the medication side, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. Ladies and gentlemen, as Kanye West once said, all good things gotta come to an end. I don't think he was referring to the final episode of this podcast, but the shoe fits, so let's wear it. Scholar and myself would like to thank you guys for the support from this podcast. Our goal was always to make this fun while educational, and we hope we did just that. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we'd love to wish you guys a safe and healthy Christmas. Thanks for the streams. Quick shout out to the sources we used, WebMD, National Institute of Health, and Science Daily.